0: Uh, not only, you know, to honor Dan and make the fundraiser any and everything it could be, but we're coming back to reconnect and remember why we loved the university, not only as individuals, but as a family. We could walk around this entire campus and every square inch of it, there's a memory that we have shared either independently or together here.
1: University of Alabama's Colorado College of Business, it's Bam Means Business, a podcast that re- reveals amazing stories of those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens. On our show today, Olivia Eustace. This is our second part to our two-part series with Olivia, which we talk about some advice she has for students currently in school, as well as the fundraiser in Dan Nielsen's honor.
0: Daniel Nielsen was... Arguably, one of the best people myself or anyone had met. And anyone would have said that about him, even when he was with us. Uh, Dan was a year behind me in the STEM path to the MBA program. That's how we had met. Um, And through, he was an electrical engineering, computer science student, um, through our shared rigorous studies, but also that fun of the MBA in our lives, we were able to connect and really become fast friends. I think a lot of people look back on their Alabama experience here and they reflect on just, how wonderful their friends are here because you all are academically and successfully just wanting to be driven. And your friend group is just the most impressive group of people you could possibly ask for. And Dan was no exception to that, if not more. Uh, He not only was a perfect student in his time at the university, which is no small feat when it comes to engineering, uh, he also was an incredible uh, servant leader here on campus and within the community of Tuscaloosa. Uh, So he was very passionate about, you know, giving back, you know, not only his time and his efforts, but his God-given talents. He really wanted to be grateful for what he had and give that to others so that they could just really feel good about themselves. So Habitat for Humanity was really his big cause here. Um, He had served on the executive board through time, eventually as the president. He led two fundraising campaigns while he was here. He helped build 17 houses Anytime me and him would sit down, whether it was, you know, catching up in the library or down at Buffalo Phil's, just catching up as friends do, we'd have, you know, our friend talk and catch up and gossip. But then I'd hear about the build that he was doing and the people he was helping. And he'd always ask me, please bring more people. I want everyone to get excited. He made Habitat for Humanity on this campus a really cool thing to be a part of. You were so excited to not only make a difference, But be surrounded by one of the best groups of students on this campus and the efforts that he put in not only physically but through his time working with the community and other students to set that example his legacy here is one that will continue to shine on truly forever
1: happy for humanity is a very it's a nationwide organization Mm -hmm. i was in, in colorado i've definitely experienced it myself could you talk about what it does and the purpose it serves as a charitable foundation?
0: Yes, absolutely. So Habitat for Humanity essentially gives someone who has a poor living situation the chance to build something completely from scratch. Um, so a part of that is they assemble the team, they assemble the fundraiser, um, and then the family who gets to benefit from that also participates in the build of their own home and those for others. So it's a very, uh, again, mutually beneficial, just very heartwarming experience. Um, I know that this campus chapter specifically had grown significantly because of Daniel's efforts. And it also got a ton of attention because I know uh, Nick and Miss Terry Saban, they put in their efforts and have built how many houses um, for how many national championships we have. So it's something that I mean, two of the coolest guys I could possibly think of are coach Saban and Dan. And to think that they both support arguably one of the most impactful organizations, especially in Tuscaloosa with still tornado rebuilding and everything It's more than just a charity here. It's a family. And it's something then, again, I really think Dan established that legacy. And it's for all of us. Um, It's up to all of us to carry that on and make him proud.
1: This is your second time being back on campus in this past year. Uh, Currently, you're obviously speaking to a bunch of classes, meeting a bunch of people, This weekend, what do you have planned and what is the end goal uh, of your visit right now?
0: Yeah, the end goal this weekend, well, first and foremost, my parents came down, so we're finding crawfish. So if you can think of the best spot in town to find a crawfish boil, they've heard about it for years from me and have yet to do it themselves. Uh, But they're down, my dog came down as well, his first time in Tuscaloosa, and we're just coming back. Uh, not only you know to honor Dan and make the fundraiser any and everything it could be, but we're coming back to reconnect and remember why we loved the university, not only as individuals, but as a family. We could walk around this entire campus and every square inch of it, there's a memory that we have shared either independently or together here. And just walking on campus this morning with the dog, hearing Denny chimes, seeing the quad squirrels, seeing people take graduation pictures, it was just such an overwhelming flood of those memories. And it really makes us feel so good to come back here. It makes us not only remember why we love coming back, but it makes us upset that we're not back more. Uh, So next football season, I already know what game I'm coming back for. Texas A&M, second weekend of October. Absolutely. Uh, Because Tuscaloosa truly is the one place I would call home because every time I come back, it is like a warm hug. And then some, it is Probably. No, it's definitely my favorite place in the world. And every time I come back, I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> Going back to your own personal journey, the sort of experiences you've had here at Alabama. You obviously experienced, was it six football seasons here, I believe?
0: Six football seasons, four playoff appearances, and two national championships. What's counting
1: at that point?
0: It's, you know, I've run out of fingers at this point. Oh,
1: man. It's our, the toes. <laughs> you obviously... I've grown a lot since you've been here. You've experienced a lot of different stages of life here at the university. Is there any specific advice you would give your 18 to 20 year old self when looking back?
0: My 18 to 20 year old self, I think if I were to look back, I don't think I would do anything differently because even when I kind of hit those road bumps, those typical kind of freshman year struggles that you encounter, I had learned and grown from everything that I had gone through here. It was and even if I did make a mistake or take a bad step. I always had a faculty member or a friend that was there to pick me up and set me on the right track. I mean, we always I think the best advice maybe is to just really make a good network, whether it's people that are in your classes, people that are in your hall, professors, upperclassmen. The more people you know, the more resources you have. And upperclassmen were one of my best resources because they had gone through those walks of life very recently prior to me. So they had shared with me the mistakes they made and how to avoid those. And that was some of the most beneficial experience were those almost organic kind of mentors that they're kind of friends, they're kind of, you know, older peers, but they eventually really just help you because they know that someone probably helped them to get through those journeys. And again, it goes back to that whole giving back and paying forward. I think this UA community is just really tight knit and loves to help each other because we love the tide. I really think having that unified mission creates such a culture here that really makes it addicting just to come back and give back because I mean, Who doesn't love the tide? It just, you can't get enough of it.
1: Exactly. You are currently a hardware engineer at Lockheed Martin up in Boulder. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people ask these questions and uh, we're still in the early stages of life, if we're being honest. (laughs) Where do you see yourself or what goals do you have yourself in the next 5, 10, 15 years looking towards the future?
0: Yeah, that answer changes just about every single day, kind of depending on the mood and what my current passion project is. Um, But I know that I eventually do want to take, you know, the talents and the expertise I have in Shocker. I do want to keep giving back. Uh, So eventually, I don't know if it'll be 5, 10, 15 years after I garner um, enough corporate experience to have it be beneficial to that next generation. Um, I do want to eventually be an educator of sorts. Um, So I've had these great professors here who if they didn't look out for me and pick me out and give me that mentorship and that guidance and those opportunities I wouldn't be where I'm at so again to be able to do that for just one person as an educator I think that would be arguably one of the most fulfilling careers Uh, clearly I hate talking so you know that would be a huge thing but just to deal with you know that really moldable generation, they're so impressionable and they're excited and they want to learn. And to be able to have that class that everyone goes, oh, I'm not skipping that class. I got to go see her do this. I'm learning so much. It was you think of those professors that you've loved so much and really made your time as a student here unbelievably enjoyable. That's what I hope to do just because I know that, again, the time, the effort. I know that what I have I have so much more to share. And I think eventually in due time, you know, we do want to get that title and that teaching and all of that. And who knows, we might just retire in Tuscaloosa.
1: I mean, roll a tie. A nice little lake house might be a nice set bonus when you come that's, back.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: I think that's the first person I've ever heard to actually say that they want to become an educator. It's for well, it was honest.
0: something that I had eventually, you know, I met Marilyn and I was like, oh, CEO and everything. Um, And after, you know, Dan had passed and I thought to myself, well, he spent a lot of his life sharing his efforts and his attention and making sure that anyone he talked to was the most important person in the room. And I thought to myself, how can I use what I have still make an impact in industry and in academia? Still make that impact, but, you know, still have a job and do what you're supposed to do and I just thought to myself how that college experience again is just so uh, life changing and important and how Dan changed my life and all of that. And it was after I'd had that, I said, well, you know, I can still climb the corporate ladder. I'll be satisfied. I can do, you know, my other passion projects and charity and give back outside of that. But I would love to be paid to love what I do because then you don't work a day in your life. So kind of Going through that experience, again, it's very, you know, a bittersweet, emotional kind of roller coaster, but it also made me put things in perspective on what's truly important. And at the end of the day, it's helping others.
1: I think you've had a great podcast so far. Thank you. And I want to cap it off. And one question I ask everyone, no matter who you are, what stage of life you're coming back and talking with me is Alabama has blessed you with, like you said, a lot. What is one memory that's going to stick out with you for the rest of your life when looking back at your time here at the Capstone?
0: Well, as I brag and share with everyone my time at the Capstone, because those who haven't been here wish that they had. uh, Arguably, one of the best memories that I think most people at other colleges can't relate to is celebrating not one but two national championships right here in Titletown USA. So you know those who are listening that have been here for it, you know what it's like. you're all sitting, you' know at someone's house behind the strip or apartment, you're at a bar, or whatever, you're all huddled around this TV. every muscle fiber bone is tightened in your body. You're just waiting. And I remember the second in 26, especially that year when we won number 17 with Tua throwing that. And I was pulling my hair out prior and then we win. And it was the same thing two years before I had done it twice. My legs were ready. I was in shape. I had good running shoes on. You drop what you're doing, whatever's in your hand. Hopefully it's full. You run to the strip and it is you and 30,000 of your closest friends celebrating arguably one of the best things that college, if not life, has to offer. It's There's just really no words to describe the euphoria that is and to crowd surf post-national championship, especially when it's always the Monday before classes start on that Wednesday. So just kind of starting off a lot of your spring semesters with the biggest win there is, that is a memory that will not only stick with me, but will make others jealous for years to come.
1: That concludes our second part of our two-part series with Olivia Eustace. And thanks for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College business and what it has to offer. And as always, Roll Tide.